Welcome. Are we on? Um, We're live. Yeah, I like to just Let's get do going. It. We All don't right, have a cool. We don't have a cool jingle or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. welcome to the latest episode of the Heat Locker. This awesome. is actually episode twenty. So it, there was a pilot, and then there's been twenty episodes. Nice. Um, no disrespect to our previous guests, but I think uh, our guest today. Well, you got the most Twitter follower. What, what is it? Uh, Instagram right. followers. You're um you're a big deal. So welcome, Ally. Oh, Quinter. I appreciate it. Any time, uh, I have a I have a a nice connection with Australia. I fought there uh, years ago when I fought I fought Ross Pearson in Sydney. Went back to Sydney. Uh, did a bunch of seminars around the around Sydney, and then the last fight was in uh, Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, every time I've been to Australia, the people have been awesome. The food, the beaches. I love the beaches in Sydney. Mm. Uh, had some great surfing, some great waves. Better than Melbourne beaches, right? There were. I didn't, I didn't go to any beaches in Melbourne. They Trust said me. it was an hour, two hours away. Uh, there was definitely a lot of good cafes, good shops. Yeah. The, the harbor, you know, we, there was the harbor, a lot of nice boats, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But I'm all about the beaches. I, I, uh, I, I was, um, and I don't know, what was it, three years ago? It was like I didn't have any fights coming up, I didn't have anything really going on, and I had made some good connections with a bunch of the gyms in Sydney when I was there the previous year fighting, yeah. and uh, I just reached out to a few of them and I was like, hey, would you be interested in? in me doing a seminar here in, in in New York in February. It's freezing cold, so I was like maybe two months in advance. I was like, I'm just gonna go to Australia and just cruise around, surf, uh, teach seminars, get some training in, and kind of just like clear my head. I I did that, and then I came back. Uh, I remember maybe a couple days before I left, I got the call to fight Diego Sanchez, and. I you know I was in I was in pretty good shape. I'd been training, surfing, and in between training, like every day, I was pushing my body to like the the max. Um, From training when, when I was out Australia. there, yeah, yeah, I was I was teaching. I would teach a seminar. I'd yeah. be teaching private lessons all morning. I'd go surf in the afternoon. Same thing at night, and it was just like yeah. every single day, uh, just great. You know, I I got a tan. I was I was tan in February. Coming back, com- coming back in March. Uh, it was, uh, if you can get a little bit of relief in a, a New York winter, mm. it does wonders for just my mental everything. Well, vitamin D is a real thing and people lack it. And being here in the middle of winter, you're probably lacking in vitamin D. No, nah, I, I yeah. definitely, uh, definitely think there's, um, some, uh, Something with the winter and and even just feeling like a little bit down, you know, yeah. not not as energetic in the summer in New York. I wake up pretty much when the sun comes up, you know, at five thirty in the morning, and I'm going, yeah. you know, outdoors doing stuff. If you have an hour to kill, I live five minutes from the beach. I shoot down to the beach. I can go in the water. You know, you're always doing something. Yeah. In the winter, you get a little stagnant and in you're stuck indoors. It's so cold. It's a little, you know, it's, it's like I said, you can get away and that my goal in life is to, the end goal is to spend like six months in New York and then the sec like when it gets, starts to get cold, like October, shoot to Sydney. Yeah. So it'll be October, summer, man. right when it turns into summer in Sydney, I get there, enjoy the summer there. It starts to get a little cold in like, what, okay. when, when is it cold? Uh, I mean, look. March, it April. Yeah. April, May. Yeah, it's fair to say. 
Come I mean, back. March is still nice. It gets cold through like June, July. Um, but like our winters are pretty mild anyway compared yeah. to here. You know, night time it'll get cold. Like at night time it'll get to zero. But during the day it's going to be like 15 to 20. It's going to be pretty comfortable. Uh, Ce- degree Celsius. 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 So, so zero is like freezing, right? 30, all, yeah. 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's at night. You're in your it's bed. Mi- it's mild. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But here that's like daytime. Yeah, like I mean, degrees. we get, we're, we're like, uh, I think we're kind of stuck in the 40s, mm. you know, right now. Well, out there so at the moment. It's not bad. It gets a little. It's like, what is it, like four degrees, five degrees out there at the moment, Celsius? Uh, yeah. In this beautiful backdrop 40, we got. 40. Your house is beautiful, too. Thank for, you, um, thank you. Yeah, it's man, been a. You just bought been it. A, been a lot of work. It's been a dream, yeah. dream of mine for a very, very long time. A goal of mine to live on the water uh, on the south shore of Long Island. Okay. And, uh put a lot of work in and man it's a I'm beautiful neighborhood just we just blessed. drove around previously and it looks you know it's just spectacular and then look at the window here it's you know we're looking at the uh the swans cruising by you probably can't see on the uh, video guys but trust me the swans out there it's beautiful it can't be bought out there's uh like a field behind us it's fucking spectacular anyway people want to hear us talk about your fighting and then i think um you know, you, you're, you've been on Ariel Hawani's show all the time. And I think that's where a lot of Australians, we got to know you because it's, well, we obviously knew you through just the UFC in general. Yep. yep. But, you know, we get to know people more when you can hear them talk in, in an interview. And, you know, you and Ariel have got like a little bit of banter, I feel like. I think it's like a cool, yeah, I don't know yeah. what your your actual relationship with him's like, but it seems to be like there's a certain amount of No, absolutely. I think he, there yeah, or, definitely. Yeah. There's a good amount of respect. Yeah. He was actually just, he texted me before wondering, he, you know, he's he's so... He's like he's in his job, or yeah. you know, he's definitely he's texting fighters all the time. Like, yeah. what's what's the newest with you? What's going on? And he really he cares. He he wants to get the scoop. Mm-hmm. But I think for for a, a good amount of guys, he really he's like uh, he roots for the fighters. He roots for the fighters um, in, in in every aspect. You know what I mean? He's he's a fighters. He's a, he's a yeah, fighters person. He's he's yeah. all about the fighters and uh getting that getting this story out the mm. right way you know he likes to stir up the pot a little bit but i think that's what it's that's yeah. what it's yeah um i actually think he's becoming maybe more like that since the espn era has come in and it's kind of becoming bigger business for him to do that yeah um, maybe but you know yeah. again <clears throat> people the average viewer especially they they love that they love a little bit of drama and so as much as like for you it's probably pain in the ass so like for, for the average viewer it like drags more people in so it's kind of like a necessary evil, nearly, I suppose. Well, it is. It's like the entertainment, the yeah. entertainment era yeah. in every aspect. Right. It's just you know, uh, doing whatever, you do, whatever you can to get the fans behind you or interested yeah. in you. It's getting a little crazy, you know. It is, yeah. It's got. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of like Colby and the way he fights, and I guess I'm, a, I'm a fan of the the whole shtick. It's a little the much ma- sometimes. The MAGA, the MAGA hat. Yeah, it's a little much, but I kind of, I, I don't know. I give, I give a, I think it's kind of funny just because how out of his mind he is. You know what he and did? he's stuck with it this long. He took himself from being a guy who literally was going to be cut. They said to you, we're going to cut you. Yeah. And he went from that to he just fought for a title. Crazy. I mean, look, you know, he's a young kid. He's now probably got, you know, a reasonable amount of money. So it's if you look at it from that perspective, it's hard to hate on someone you know, if he just kept his mouth shut, he'd be fighting in Bellator or some, you know, maybe even, who knows? Like, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's a good fighter, but yeah. people, the, the average viewer it seems to care as much about the showmanship as they do about the actual fighting. Because, you know, for someone like me who, you know, lives and breathes martial arts, intricacies in fighting I can appreciate. 
but for the yeah. average dude, it's like, ah, oh, they're all punching each other. But this dude's kind of funny on the mic, or this guy's like wearing a crazy hat or something. He's my, no, yeah, he's my guy. It, it, it's definitely uh, the it's the WWE. Yeah, but we're really they're really fighting. You know yeah. what I mean? It's less it's it's less theatrics. Even even MMA at its highest point of theatrics, it's not like a soap opera. Yeah, like the WWE is kind of becoming maybe a little bit. And, uh, you know, then the fights are real. There's no, there's Fuck no yeah. nonsense. So where do you fit into deal. that? Because you're not, you don't go out there and shit can guys, but if you've got a problem, you definitely let them know. Yeah. Sorry. The mic's dead. No, it's good. I'm, I've been bringing this gear from the other side of the world. So I think it's, it's kept me good. So yeah, right. you sound good. All you right. sound good. Al. Cool, cool. Um, but, but people fucking love you. Like you've got a massive following. So you, you joined the UFC in 2012. Is that right? Was that when? Does that sound right? I think so. I think it's 2005. I was on the Ultimate Fighter. That yeah. was the series that was called The Ultimate Fighter Live. And I remember it went forever. It dragged out for... It was the longest season ever. So you were on the show for like 16 weeks. It wasn't it was, something crazy. Uh, it was 13, 13 weeks in the house and then another week in Vegas afterwards. Yeah. To where... Uh, yeah, that was just... That was insane. Was that brutal? It was brutal. It yeah. was brutal. I had five fights in, in 13 weeks. It was, you know, was that three months? Luckily, you, you don't cut a, a heap of weight compared to maybe some guys. Like, But was that hard to have to keep making weight? Uh, I made weight three weeks in a row. And that was definitely not... Uh, it was definitely not, not optimal. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. definitely not. But we all were in kind of the same boat. So the way I thought about it was just like, yeah. you're doing this too, and I'm going to be better at it than you. Yeah, no. Nice. You know, we were in there with, uh, I was in there, I was on Team Faber. I was blessed to be on Uriah Faber's team. Out of all the coaches in the history of the Ultimate Fighter, I got to think Uriah Faber's as just a, a coach in, in every aspect of life. I couldn't have, I couldn't have um picked I couldn't have been picked by a better person. He had his whole team um you know team alpha male came to Vegas. They set up shop cuz he was training at the time to fight Cruz at the end of the season. Yeah. So they basically just moved their training camp to Vegas and trained with us. So mm -hmm. I was on the team I was on a team with I think it was 8 of the top prospects, there was you know, good guys on that season. Really good. That was a really good season. Good season. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we had the team alpha male guys too. Mm. Um, Uriah Faber would bring in, uh, other coaches. Master Tong was there. Mm. Uh, you know, like Chad Mendez, uh, Danny Castillo, TJ Dillashaw at the time was on the team. Um, did I say Lance Palmer? I don't know. There was a, there yeah. was a, it was a, it was so many guys. That, that was, just and that came. was their peak. I feel like yeah. that was Alpha Male's peak. That yeah. were firing on. on no, it was. So every day was we had the best training ever. Yeah. You know, for thirteen weeks straight, you can't really ask for more. It was. It, it got a little monotonous in the house. They don't let you talk on the phone. Mm. They don't let you read books. They really just want like drama stirred up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for the most part, I got lucky in that too. There weren't too many people that were just there for the cameras or yeah. there, you know, just to get drunk. And they were, everybody was really focused on fighting and winning the competition. So I think it, it, we all pushed each other to a whole nother level. Yeah. I mean, man, it's, it's, uh, that's a huge opportunity, but a lot of guys now, they nearly seem to go into that show 
They've already got, they're already, you know, they've got a coach at home. And some of them go on that show, like nearly not even respecting the coaches. It's kind of like, ah, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. And, but you guys kind of actually, you're saying like you gravitated to like listening to Uriah and learning. Absolutely. Yeah, that's he a good attitude, it, but that's the yeah. attitude. Well, I think the 13 weeks, because it was 13 weeks, he had enough time to really yeah. make a change in our fighting. I mean, I definitely, from the time I started till the time I finished, got a lot better just like yeah. the rest of the guys on our team we there's no doubt about it um and, and our record on the show showed we we yeah. kind of cleaned out towards yeah. the end yeah um so the, i think when it's shorter the shorter seasons where it's pre-recorded they usually do like six weeks and it's kind of just like staying healthy and fighting yeah. you know this was really drawn out we we got a lot better i mean I ended up making becoming good friends with Uriah Faber. I went out to his his gym afterwards and I trained mm-hmm. with them. And I ended up learning a lot. Even this was before I got into real estate. I just seeing how he did things. He would buy houses. He would rent them out to teammates, help to pay the mortgage, and uh, it, it created a it created um, you know he was he was always around like minded people, goal oriented. And I kind of tried to came I came back here and. Made a little money in the UFC fighting and try to do the same thing. You know, I have I have roommates that, and uh, they're all teammates and stuff. And we eat together. We we train together. We look over fight videos at night. We go out together. Yeah. So it's kind of like a good. It's a good little thing we got going on. And I think a big part of that is just seeing that it was possible from what Uriah Faber created in in Sacramento. So he put he put the blueprint down. And you kind of yeah kind of follow because he's known for being a savvy businessman. I think as much as he's I think he's I, I don't even know you right, but from just from the outside, he seems to be good at organizing and he's motivated and he makes things happen. He's, you he's know? definitely a good leader. Yeah, percent, and that goes a long way. Like you know, there's plenty of guys that have got all the ideas, but they don't put it into action. And Uriah seems to be like I've got an idea. Let's do it. Let's start this clothing brand. Let's do that. I mean, he's, he's got that many th- different things on the run. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's, he's got a lot he's got a lot going on mm. and he's able to really do everything and still i mean he's been at the top of the fight game yeah. for how long yeah you know he couldn't give that bug must be addictive i mean you will understand it more than i'll ever understand it but that bug must be addictive because i feel like he left he won that uh you know he, he had a good run he left and he just couldn't he had to come back yeah he yeah back. and he came back to that pitbull piotr yarn yeah I mean, he had a great. He came back and he fought, he won a big, big yep, fight. Exactly right. He um, beat um the little the dude with the mohawk. Um, his name's evading me. But yeah, he knocked him out, didn't he? Yep, yeah, yep. hit him with overhand right and mm-hmm. then finished him on the ground. Uh, and then the you know the what's his name Piotr Hol- Piotr uh, Piotr Jan. Jan Jan Jan. That's right. I mean, that guy's yeah, right. At the, he could fight at the belt yeah, tomorrow. I mean, he's. Uh, you know, and 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 Uriah was he was in there with the guy. Yeah. You know, he ended up he got caught, and then from there was kind of right like in the third, maybe yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's 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 a tough game, especially mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got a lot going on right now. So I think yeah, it's it's tough when when uh, when to know when to yeah. stop. But he just came off a big knockout win, so you know, ride it out, yeah. ride it out, and. Yeah. And who knows? I think he's gonna he'll he'll end up fighting again. But I think it's just the opponents. You know, it's the, at this point. Mm. You know, he just have fun with it, and and you know, he's he's uh, he's still he's still a top guy in the world. Yeah. So he's just just yeah, he, he's awesome. I always always watch 
that guy fight whenever yeah. he's fighting. You know, he's one of the guys that you just you hear, hear his walk hear his music come exactly. on his pump. Exactly. Yeah, he's got a big following. Yeah. You um I mean you've had some really good influences with your coaching, really like uh, I had a chance to meet Ray Longo today. He, he seems like an awesome dude. Awesome. Got Matt Sarah. Awesome. I mean you're you're in just having those guys alone is phenomenal. And then the access to a really high level jujitsu and I feel like you're in a perfect spot here as far as you don't have to go too far to get really good training no absolutely i've been i've been blessed with the you know long island is a small tight-knit community most of us came from a wrestling background and then uh got into fighting <coughs> excuse me got into fighting and kind of all just ended up at the same spot you know what i mean um like i i wrestled uh against Aljamain Sterling's team. I wrestled against Volante's team. Yeah, we'll just Yeah, I wrestled against uh, Wideman. I mean, I didn't wrestle against them individually, but our teams wrestled against each other. I remember watching, uh, you know, Wideman and Volante, a couple of years older than me, going through the county tournament, um, winning the counties. And so we all knew who each other was. Yeah. We didn't really know. Uh, each other or, or were friends but we all became friends afterwards and just because of our upbringing in the same area we all have such a close bond we're very similar in a it's lot a of cool ways it's a cool group of guys yeah it's a good, yeah. good vibe there it's good it really is yeah. it's uh and then with ray, uh, ray and matt yeah you know we get to the we get to the gym and it's just jokes laughs yeah. we're we're uh bullshitting and, and busting balls but when it's time to work we work and then afterwards, same thing. It's never a. It's never all. Oh, I have to go to the gym. There's mm. people that I really don't care to see, and I and I, I feel like at a lot of gyms that can be the case where you're like, oh, you know, you gotta, you have to. I gotta train with this guy. Yeah. But here, it's, it's just like, a business thing. Whereas this seems more yeah. like a family. That's yeah, a, that's the impression yeah. I kind of yeah. get. No, absolutely. You're looking out for each other, and yeah, it's how, and you really when uh, w- when these guys fight, I'm just. Uh, you know, it's it's more nerve wracking when they fight yeah. than when I do, just because you want everyone to do so well. When you, you haven't got the control, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, you see really how much work uh, everyone's putting in. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you just want the best for everyone, and uh, we're lucky. We've been, we've been, we've been pretty fortunate in that aspect. I mean, you're putting out some high level guys from from a relatively small sort of area in a smallish gym. It's not if you're going to compare it to like a like an ATT or something like that. It's phenomenal what you guys are doing. There's obviously something there that's, you know, the formula is is nice. There's something going on. Yeah, Ray and Matt have created something great here where it's not. Uh, it's it really just draws a certain type of person. Yeah. There's no there's no ego. Those kind of people, the people that that don't fit they usually don't end up at our gym and if they do they leave pretty quickly because yeah. there's no there's no ego everyone's trying to help each other everyone's fun and uh you know it's it's a good time it's a good atmosphere yeah so something that when i was looking at some of your info you i didn't realize you had 14 amateur fights and, and you won every one of them as well which is yes, a nice little, yeah, little yeah. byproduct there so you've actually got it you've got a lot of experience you put what are you like 30 plus fights now probably yeah. probably yeah, That's, yeah i'd yeah. say 30 I was fighting like twice, twice a month for two years. Really, was I was an amateur. Um, That's mad. I, I was fighting That's like every two crazy. Weeks. Yeah, really fighting every two weeks, and yeah. um, had a bunch of kickboxing fights. Did a bunch of grappling tournaments, and I just knew that I was gonna go pro. And I just I wanted to make get as much experience in the amateurs when it like kind of didn't count, mm. you know. 
um, before I went pro, and I did that, and uh, I think I think that uh, it helped. It helped tremendously with my career, just just from the experience standpoint. You know, at the, I started off my amateur as just like a wrestler. Yep. I was just taking guys down and controlling them. I mm-hmm. think that my first eight fights were all decisions. You know, yeah. I just was taking guys down and just controlling them. I mean, it was I, I, probably more, a little bit more of the entertaining wrestling type fights. So it wasn't too boring. But uh, but then I started really falling in love with the striking and, and going into my pro... Uh, career i think really really fell in love with my my boxing i mean you're known as a big puncher now that's your thing you're like guys guys know if they're fighting ally quinna that they've got to be careful about getting knocked out with probably one big shot how did, did that is that something that you think you've just always had like we you know talking in the car before about it. some guys just seem to have rock in their hands is that something you reckon you always had and it was just longo brought you to a skill level where you could implement that on someone or was it just all his hard work you know that brought you through to that ability yeah. to knock guys out. Uh, a lot of it's just the confidence. I was yeah. really confident in my wrestling, and then training with Ray, he got me really confident with my hands. And I think it's more time, a lot, a big timing thing, a big visual thing, um, seeing the openings for punching. Um, but then, yeah, there's definitely got to be a natural ability to punch mm. a certain way and and get those knockouts get those knockout shots but I you know you can hit hard and if you hit a guy on the top of his head you know it's it's really a lot about accuracy as much as it is about punching power so if you're if you're fighting a guy you know especially a lot of these guys listening you know probably aren't pro fighters if you're fighting a guy are you thinking you know I want to put this right hand on the, on the side of his ear I'm looking at his jaw or you just kind of look I'm just going to set it up and it's going to land because I practiced to kind of punch that direction or are you thinking to yourself I'm going to I'm aiming for, I'm actually aiming to put my fist through his jaw here like what's that mindset you know the fights where I've um the fights where I've knocked people like really hurt them on the feet and then ended up finishing them whether it be a, the T- one was a, a good TKO example. or even like the Diego Sanchez where it was just like mm, flat that KO. Was perfect, yeah. I had never visualized more clearly that scenario than the, before the Diego fight. Mm. Um, and I don't know what it is. I'm trying to really tap into that. I did a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a, um, the sports science lab in Staten Island is probably, on, it's uh, as far as being on the forefront of technology and, and training, they are it. They are the spot. It's um, uh, two small houses in Staten Island. You, if you drive by, you'd think they're two two houses. But inside these two houses are it's like multi million dollars worth of equipment, and physical training, strength and conditioning, uh, rehab, uh, um. But the the most. I mean, they have really everything that a normal place would have, yeah. but then they have uh, the sports science lab, which is more, it's one, it's the second building is all a lot of brain training, hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. visualiz- uh, visualization, like, um, and I mean, there's, they have so many different techniques and different uh, exercises that you do. I leave that place, um, like my brain is like scrambled. Like right. I feel like exhausted, mentally exhausted from, um, you know, hand, the hand-eye coordination drills that we do. A lot of the thinking, timing, uh, metronome stuff where you're hearing a sound and reacting to it. Uh, almost, you know, to, to 
I, I don't know. I don't even know the point zero 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 one of a second. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it tests you. It, it grades you. And it, there's a bunch of different exercises. So I think the sports science lab, um, that was a that was a big part of the Diego Sanchez fight. I had a, a few injuries that I was dealing with, so I spent more time training the mental aspect. And I think visualization. I would drive to Staten Island probably two or three days a week. And I would just be seeing myself hitting Ross, uh, Diego Sanchez really? with that shot. And I swear I saw it a million times. Wow. And, it was the right uh, hand. It was kind of like an overhand right, like straight right. Top, top the, the, um, the, the, uh, the finishing shot was just a, a yeah. straight right hand right down, yeah. right down the pipe. He was kind of throwing a looping left hook. And I saw him start to throw a punch. And I just beat him clean to it. Yeah, yeah. just clean to it. And uh, the, at the sports science lab, they have the fit light. Where it's a, it's there's a there's a few lights and they light up and you have to as they light up you have to hit the light and you're hitting it maybe you're not actually hitting the light because you'd hurt your hand it's got a sensor on it so you've got to get within about an inch of it. okay you kind of flick your hand yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're throwing a full, oh you punch full, it you're throwing okay. a full hard punch all right and I mean at the end you're exhausted because yeah. these lights come on maybe three will flash yeah. boom 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 you got to hit three out. Then five will flash, pop, 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 pop. But on the first one, you're really trying to pin, you know. And then you're you're hitting the rest after. And I that it has such a good. It, you see it and you hit it. It's yeah. very direct. And I I swear that that was like just I was just visualizing myself hitting, aiming for his chin, and just hitting that exact spot every time that light went on. And I I think that that played a big factor in that fight. So, so if you're giving advice to a young guy. You know, he doesn't have access to something like that. Would you would you say to him, buddy, if he's hit doing pad work rather than just kind of lumbering along, that to actually focus on your reaction time or your speed of kind of making that? Like, do you, you think that's where, you know, you can make the difference? Is yeah, being able to pull that trigger quicker Vi- than the other guy. Visualizing yeah. yourself hitting hitting uh, what you want to hit and yeah. seeing it, seeing it. Um, you know, before before I go to bed, this is something that I would I did before I even knew about like visualization or mm. or any of um like the mental aspect side of i'd be i'd go to wrestling practice i'd have a tournament the next day and in my head i'd be like oh i want to hit this move i want to hit that move and i was getting mental reps in and then mm. the next day i would i would hit those moves in 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 the matches um and i think that you know bringing that over into mma and really turning just turning the uh turning it up a notch with with um in regards to just visualization and and seeing things happen and kind of um, just bringing it into existence definitely has a a, a huge uh, factor in it. Man, you, you got such an interesting career, and we're going to run out of time because we're actually going to go to training after this. We're going to go over to um, Sarah's Sarah's Jiu Jitsu Academy. Um, there's a class run over there by kind of my current coach slash mentor, Jason Rowell. He's also I think probably one of your Jiu Jitsu coaches as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what about, uh, you know, we've got a lot of guys that listen to this podcast that are into jiu-jitsu. What, do you enjoy doing jiu-jitsu? I mean, you've actually got a submission grappling comp coming up, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, Mike Perry. Yeah. Uh, February t- 23rd, I'm going to do my best to slam him on his neck and rip off one of his limbs. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be the finishing <laughs> yeah. move. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to do everything in uh, in the rules. You know, I can't, you can't, I can't punch the guy, but I'd, even though I'd like to. Um, but everything you actually don't like every, him, or you, is there? I a- mean, nah, he's I, not that I don't like him. I kind of feel bad for him, 
but uh, he's just so out of his mind. He's he a just, wall. He's yeah, a wall he's, man. Thank God for fighting, because if it wasn't for yeah. fighting, that guy would be. Fighting's good. He'd be him. in jail for sure. Um, I think he might have actually gone to jail. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's yeah, gone to jail, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I just think he's like a strong. I, I can't see him being. I I really can't see him. I don't know. I think it just it's a good it's a good match for me. Yeah. Yep. He's he's bigger. He's gonna mm-hmm. be bigger and, and uh, you know stronger. But I think that, that technique wise, I'm just on a whole nother. I think the I, quality of of training partners as well is gonna be like yeah. your your access to high level jujitsu is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah um, I'm wrestling with guys that uh, all American wrestlers. Yeah. I'm doing jujitsu with the guys that are the best guys in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, was he gonna have a 10, 15 pound strength advantage, uh, uh, weight advantage? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that's going to save him, but uh, and he's not really known. Like I don't think he did. Um, I don't think he did wrestling through college, like school and stuff. I don't think that's his. I don't think he's known as being like a sleek wrestler. He's yeah, gonna, he's, it's just going to be the purely the size thing yeah. you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And it's a five minute round, so that's when we were talking. It's like got to get to work and yeah, that's definitely that to uh, to his advantage. I think the you know the shorter round. I think if it was. But it, it I think it was no it time was. limit. I think like hundred percent. Oh you, yeah, you, you win. Yeah, you yeah. submit him at some stage. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, no, Ken, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna be pumped to watch it. So that's gonna be on Charles Sonnen's submission underground. Yep, fight which, pass. UFC which seems that yeah, it seems to have like I don't know whether UFC's got like a little bit of a backing of that. It seemed they seem to be attracting a lot of the UFC guys. That uh, I got a feeling. I don't know whether it's just because Charles running it, but they may even have some. They they might have a bit of money in the in the in the pot too. Oh no, know. definitely. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on Fight Pass. They yeah. want they want the the viewers to tune into Fight Pass to yeah. watch this, the uh, the matches. So they're definitely uh, you know UFC Fight Pass is pumping that pumping that show up, and they got some good fighters in it. It's exciting. It's cool to uh, kind of switch it up. I yeah. think that I haven't shown a lot of my grappling in my fights and stuff, and yep. I probably should, you know. And I think maybe this this will kind of switch my focus up. I'll get. I've been really focusing just on, on grappling. Uh, yeah, a lot of. Yeah. I mean, I'm still hitting pads. I haven't really been sparring too much. Just you know, I got I got took a little bit of um, t- took some punches in my last two fights. So yep. just want to uh, kind of recover, feel good, get a, get a lot of uh, wrestling, jujitsu, and yep. you know, step that game up. And, Man, I think that's so important to give you to give your brain a rest. Like this, how often do you see guys? come back in after taking some shots, getting rattled or getting knocked out. They take that next fight too soon and they get starched. They just Their brain just wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. And it just seems to be too often to be just luck. Like I think it's, it's obviously a thing. There's something where the brain's just not recovered yet. So that's super smart. Like you don't need to be... I mean, you've done so much sparring and fighting that... You know, you'd be doing that every day like some maybe young guy does it and it's coming through, I suppose, as well. Absolutely. I think that's the the biggest key. I mean, I yeah. could probably get my timing back and yeah, pretty pretty quick. In like get, a couple of know, weeks, yeah. I'll be in shape. I know yeah. how to fight at this point, to, fine-tuning a few little things and then, uh, yeah, get the sparring in like before a fight, really really get the timing down, get used to being in... Uh, some un- uncomfortable positions in a fight, you know, fight situation. We have some pretty hard sparring sessions, mm. um, but uh, but you don't need to be like, you know, Ray Longo doesn't need to be like, oh, I want to see whether whether Al can take a shot. It's like we already know you're tough. We know, like they don't, you know, you need to test that on some guy that you've yep. got coming through. But they don't, they don't need to test that with you. Yeah, you just got to prepare for the fight now, right? Yeah. And, and is that something you think a lot of guys? 
I mean, MMA is such a brutal fucking sport. There's so many guys that you see start to get to that point where they just get, you know, they get a bit scrambled. Like you definitely don't seem to be there and you, you seem to be so cognizant and you, you switched on and you don't seem to be experiencing any. Oh, well, thank you. Sometimes I, sometimes I question that in myself. I forget. Maybe it's all I, the coffee we had. I do, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do, uh, I do laps. But you know what? The thing is, thank God I did this before I even started fighting. Well, I'll leave my house. And I go, oh, shit, I forgot this thing. I'll mm-hmm. run in the house. I'll get something. And I'll run out of the house. Still forgetting the thing that I came nice. in to get. Yeah. I'll do it again. And this sometimes it takes me like three or four laps. I, my legs are pretty strong from just walking. I do like 10 laps. ten. I do like 10 extra stair nice. climbs a day from forgetting things. But it was before. It was before yeah, is that just you as a person? I, I think it's just me. I think some know? people That's are just it. like... See, see, I'm the opposite. I'm this. You just saw me like unpack all my gear. It's like I've got this and I've got this organized. But some guys, and I kind of sometimes wish I was like that, where it's kind of like, ah, you know, shit'll work it out. Yeah, it's all fine. yeah. I kinda, Maybe you're like that type of guy. Yeah, I think I just kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of floating through this thing. You know what I mean? And uh, but when I train, I was, this is a little different. You know what I mean? But um, maybe that's it. I'm saving all my, I'm saving all my focus for the things that matter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Um, so a lot of people. A lot of people that didn't know you, so so hardcore fight fans knew you forever. We've been watching you since you came into the UFC. You know, local guys here have known you on Ring of Combat and all these sort of stuff. But I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, with all the crazy shit that happened in Brooklyn and Connor beat up everyone on the bus and everyone else that was around, and you you kind of did what we call a Stephen Bradbury. You wouldn't know what that means. So at the Winter Olympics, Australia, I don't. I feel like we never had a gold medalist in. It was the, like the sprint. It was like the five hundred meter sprint on the the ice skating, right? Okay. And uh, he made it to the final somehow. Had no right to make it the final. He makes it the final. I'm sure his name is Stephen Bradbury. It's called doing a Bradbury, right? Everyone's racing. You know, they do like a couple of laps. Yeah. So they're all going around, and on the last corner, he's way behind. Nowhere to be seen. They <laughs> all fall over and out. fucking wipe him out. And yes. He comes through and wins a gold medal. Okay. So I like, it's called it. doing a Bradbury. You came through. You were fighting. Um, you were fighting Felder that that yep. time. Next thing you're in against, you're in against Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, you know, tell us about that crazy fucking experience. Oh. I know, and I don't mean like for you, he's just another fighter, but like to the average person, it's like that's a big spot, you know. No, it was uh, that was the the whole that whole three day period was just insane. Mm. The Thursday media day, you know, I squared off against Felder uh, after the after the media interviews, um, fighting Paul Felder. At that point, um, get on the bus to go back to the hotel. Connor destroys the bus, throws things through it. Um, and you were on, so you were telling me you were on Khabib's bus because you weren't due to fight him yet. Yeah. So yeah. you were actually on the he bus. Was, that, he was sitting directly right behind me. Yeah. So he, we were going to be, you know, we were like in the same corner, yeah. I guess, as, as far as like red and blue corner. We were on the same side, so I was on his bus. And um, even then, I had like a kind of like a weird, uh, like... Uh, like a, a weird feeling, like I shouldn't. I, I don't want to get too friendly with this guy or anything. Even like when the bus got attacked, we all got brought back in. The police came and they were like looking at the scene and everything. And Khabib was uh, joking one of the UFC employees when the bus got hit with that dolly thing and glass shattered. He put his head down and covered his head and he. He got into like the plane, the, fetal position. the, the plane crashing fetal position. Yeah. So uh, Khabib was kind of joking to to his name was Chris Pervino at the time. It was like, oh Pervino, you got into the plane crash <laughs> position, and I was standing there. We were kind of like laughing, but something I was like, oh, this is you know I'm gonna fight this guy one. Yeah. I'm gonna fight this guy one day, 
You know, so I show them, I don't want to be like too like friendly. I get, I'm like, I don't like to be, you know, I respect him. I get, but if I'm going to fight him, I don't really want to like, no, be like too friendly or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, and then it ended up the next morning, um, the next morning, uh, at the, it was supposed to be Ferguson who got Wayne, hurt. This was Wayne Day, right? Friday? Yeah, it was the rain day. Yeah, so yeah. the the bus thing happened. Yeah. Mike Kiesa gets he gets pulled because he got cut. Yep. Um that night we all go back and cut weight. The next morning we find out Max Holloway isn't gonna be allowed to weigh in That's right. because of whatever. I had already weighed in. I was one fifty five point two. So you got for a title fight you gotta be one fifty five mm-hmm. on the dot. Mm-hmm. At the time I was fighting in one fifty six. So I just weighed in with my underwear on. I made my weight class one one fifty six, which yeah. is so I made weight. And then, uh, you know, if if I would have known that it was going to be a title fight, I would have taken the underwear. I would have been one fifty five on the dot. Mm-hmm. So the commission, I, I was I was lobbying for the fight. I was like, Shel- I was texting Shelby, my manager was like, you know, who else are you going to go with? Felder, um, he's kind of like the UFC's guy as a commentator, or whatever. So. I, I guess I don't know why they would have been looking at him. I think Anthony Pettis kind of priced himself out of the fight. Yeah, he was he asking did, for a lot of yeah. money, um, and so it ended up it it, it was me. Uh, they called me and they're like, "Bring your underwear down to the scale." Oh, so they wanted to see how much my underwear weighed. Um, it was it was point two, but then they said it it's got to be the actual weight, this and that. It was whatever. So it was kind of like a title fight, but it kind of wasn't. Um, but I got the fight. So yeah. after all that, now I'm the the uh, the uh, the headliner at the Barclays Center on like 24 hours notice. It was, I you know, everything just happened so fast. That whole thing was like a whirlwind. And I remember being like in the moment and being like, all right, this is this is crazy. I just gotta f- slow this thing down. You know, figure out you know game plan. How you know I, I was in such a good spot, and I didn't even really like look at. Khabib's videos that night. I was just like, I'm gonna go out there and just do what I do. Just go in there, fight, Mm. just wing it. You know what I mean? Not wing it, but just kind of like have fun with it, kind of thing. And uh, I mean, guy was tough. The guy is tough. You know what I mean? He he the the um the five round. It was so it was supposed to be a three round fight. Now it's a five round fight. Yeah. He's been training for five. I was training for three, and I mean, I have my. I, I'm always confident in in uh, you know my my stamina and stuff. But uh, I guess in the back of my head, that might have been a little thing. Mm. I looked a few times. He had me up against the cage, and I was kind of just like waiting it out. And I don't know. I would. I would. Uh, you know, like going back now, I could say a million things. It was this. It was yeah. that. He, I know that's on, not in your on, nature. On either. the night, he was just freaking yeah. big and strong and. Uh, he controlled me the first two rounds. I, my arms kind of filled up uh, yeah. w- you know, with the blood, and uh, it was, I was like a little slow, a little sluggish after that. You know, surviving. I guess he put me in some. He put me in some bad spots in the first two rounds, but I don't think it was too crazy. Then in like the the fourth round, I think he got me down. Was, I was like mounted and he had my back, and yeah, whatnot. But really, the first two were more up against the cage. I feel like a lot of cage. I was kind of. Leaning up against the cage, but uh, no, nah, I mean, and he surprised me with his striking. You're in it, he, he, you're so uh, he, he when he got Connor, you know, Connor was so mm. worried about the uh, the takedown that he 
fake kind of like just dropped his level, comes over with the yeah, overhand right, it. and you know you don't you don't you don't see it coming because you're you're mm. expecting that uh, that that uh, takedown. So, but I definitely felt you were the better striker of the two. There was no there was no question about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's just the threat of his wrestling adds that exactly. Like if kinda, you guys would have a boxing match, I think you know you would probably fairly easily beat him but because there's that threat of fuck I've got to get down for a sprawl and then I, you know he drags your hands down I suppose with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's 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 a game changer yeah it's a game changer and then the five round thing kind of yeah I was a little uh I didn't want to get the takedown thing and then plus mm. the five round thing I didn't I didn't really like let it go I feel like I was I I had like little spurts of where I um little spurts of of stuff that I should have been doing the whole time but you, you, you feel know. like you were throttling, like I didn't want to go too hard. To, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I felt like in the open mat wrestling, you're actually, I don't think in the open mat he did very well against you. It was only once he put you against the cage. I think he shot a lot of singles and you kind of limped out and, and turned. The, the first shot he shot was a low single. Yeah. And he just kind of like bear hugged it. Yes. He was not letting go of that leg. And I was like, oh man, I'm trying to rip it out. And he got the takedown there. But then it, I mean, my goal was just not to be against the cage. I didn't yeah. want to be against the cage. And he, he got me there a few times. Mm. And that's when he did it. That's when he got his uh, his big takedowns. But um, yeah, the dude, the dude is good. The guy's been freaking wrestling bears since he was, uh, you know, a teenager or even younger. So, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely it, someone's going to beat him. And yeah. uh, it's uh, the, the, the fight with Ferguson is a tough one, but. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. You, I mean, you, you you experienced it. You know, it's a different thing to, to see a guy, to look at, to hear about a guy. But once you go with a guy, same in jujitsu, right? I, I can I can hear about people, but then once you go with them, you're like, okay, I got a now I got a good feel for it. Yeah. I mean, I imagine your feeling must have been like, fuck, I can beat this guy. Is that is that is that right? Or am I like, is that what that mindset is like? If I had that, if I had that extra fitness, if I had that prep, if like, yeah, did yeah. it kind of validate how good you were? Because I think that validated it for a lot of people that maybe didn't know before. No, absolutely. Absolutely, I think. Um, yeah, just putting it got it definitely got my confidence up. I went on, had a big win against uh, Kevin Lee. Kevin the, Lee, the following fight, one of your favorite guys. Oh God, I can't stand the guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's all right. He's whatever. He's just he he doesn't get it. He, he's the he's the uncrowned champ of the lightweight division right now. <laughs> but. Uh, I, well, you know what was nice? He did he did do very well against uh, Gregor Gillespie. He did. It who's was another good, New York? Is he a New Yorker? He's a New Yorker. Yeah, another yeah, good wrestler yeah. out of New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. They say with Gregor that um, if it wasn't for Burroughs, that he would have been on the Olympic team. Is that right? Are they in the same weight? Are they seventy four? I, I feel know. like it might be. They're, like they said, he's that good. Like, no, that's he's, how good his wrestling wrestling's very good. Did you wrestle with him? He's a bit younger, isn't he? Uh, no, I think, he, I think he's my age. Is he? I think he's around the same age. Okay. Yeah, no, I never really. I wrestled with him. I wrestled with him. I went down to Hofstra. I wrestled with him once. Yeah. And he just like controlled me the whole time. Mm. He, it wasn't a fun, uh, wasn't a fun wrestling match. But at, at the time, I hadn't been wrestling, so I, we were like going from top and bottom. I really wanted to work to stand up. But I mean, yeah. Look, you look at like, I mean, you know, I don't know how how that, that was like the first kind of test he had was was uh kevin, Kev, kevin lee you know mm. and well, he was what 12 Ke and i was something before that yeah, yeah yeah i mean the first like high level guy i mean Ke kevin uh you know he set that up nice in, and that was his first uh he just because he, he's at tristar now yeah, um, yeah that was yeah. probably his first time with some good coaching so who knows we might see you know with with uh for us a hobby i'm not sure what your thoughts are there but i think 
that guy's very well respected across the industry and it'll be interesting to see whether he can change you know he's got probably a pretty good basis there as far as physically with kevin yeah it'll be interesting to see where he goes next yeah yeah i wonder It'll if the tri- I wonder if the trilogy will come around but you're you're two and oh against him at the moment i'm two and oh i don't that think honestly no i don't think i'm ever gonna lose to that guy i think <laughs> on my worst day i'm i just got like a big brother oh, I'm, nice. a, I'm his big brother just you know spanky. what i mean yeah he's he's uh i can, i feel like i could lose uh what is it? I, I could lose 14 minutes of the fight and i just he you know in the in the 15th minute It'd be all mine, and that would be the end. Of it. it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, I'm yeah, winning the fight some one way or the other. You know what I love, and we're, we're talking about it today, I love how you um, – sorry about that mic stand. No, nah, it's all good, it's, man. Uh, we need we need a sponsor to come on here and sponsor my mic Let's stand. go. Um, I love how in a fight you're going for leg locks. There's not many guys doing it, and I really feel like that's an evolution of the game that's definitely got some potential. So I feel like for a long time – there was this rubbish thing, leg locks, you'll just get punched in the face, it's no good. And, and look, maybe if you suck at leg locks, but I think if you're good, you realise that if I can keep his hips on the mat, he can't reach me. If I can break his leg off, he's done. So I feel like, uh, is that something we're going to get to see more of you? I mean, we don't want to give away any of your secrets, of course. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I mean, there's probably like three, three or four fights where I've yeah. gone for gone for heel hook. In my last fight... Uh, against um hooker i went mm. for uh went for a heel hook and i think um it was at, it was really towards the end of the round and i was like rushing it a little bit but i think i take my time and and now the things that i've learned since then how mm. i could have finished it yep you know you live and you learn mm. but i think that my my overall jujitsu game is really tight getting t- tightened uh tighter and tighter and and the i i would get in a lot of good positions but i just wouldn't i was just a little a little bit off from getting the big finishes so you know i i think taking this grappling match at the right time really yeah, really perfect. focus on these things you know because i've been i've been uh yeah i've been training hard but more like to stand i think it, it's good taking a little time away mm-hmm. focusing on some different stuff Getting my uh, my overall health right, training uh, healthy for a long period of time. I was really just getting healthy and then getting a fight. Yeah, you know, so I didn't have that real that time to just train, get better. Because you had some uh, knee injuries like last year, year before. I remember there was like an ongoing thing, and you were really worried about it. I remember just going, "Fuck! I just we want Al in the cage, and he just can't get healthy." And yeah, 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 yeah a bunch of injuries, down. bunch of injuries figured out how to make it work yeah I, I'm, I feel the best i've ever felt um and yeah i'm just training <coughs> training hard and and um oh just tightening tightening things up tightening things up nothing crazy what are your just, thoughts on so, so i was talking to a lot of the high all these high level jiu-jitsu guys right there's guys literally now doing jiu-jitsu as a full-time job they're training it they can make money out of super fights and what i notice is they're getting this precise technique they're all studying they but then they finish training and that's it everyone's a shower no one does any recovery stuff and everyone wonders why they're fucking banged up and the knees are fucked and everything um something i swear by is is the sauna after training i get in the sauna we get a sauna at my academy nice and um we get in the sauna and I, i'm telling you the days i sauna which is pretty much religiously but if i don't i pull up sore the next day yeah and i use that opportunity to stretch and kind of mentally do you do you use sauna i'm interested to think what like do you, do you have the um ability to, to get in a sauna and, tr- and and do that after training or uh 
So we don't have one at, at either of the the um, the gyms that I train at, Sarah's or uh, yeah. or Ray, uh, Law, but I do a lot of uh, swimming and and um, like physical therapy type exercises, leg workouts at um, a gym right down the block here, the Freeport Rec Center. Um, so I swimming I think is one of the best for for MMA, de- jujitsu. Um, it's low impact on your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a full body workout. I do three five minute rounds swimming. I'll do like an easy lap and then a sprint. Yeah. And I exhaust myself on the sprint and try to recover on the next lap and then sprint. I do that. Usually takes me five minutes uh, to get six laps, uh, three laps, three laps, three laps in, I think, I don't know, six, three, whatever. Whatever, whatever it is, it's three five minute rounds. And I'm exhausted yeah. by the end of it. You know, my, my, arms just look jacked like freaking you know your blood your the lactic acid buildup in your entire body is just crazy so i do that and then i go in the sauna and i kind of just oh yeah so you jump in yeah i get get in the sauna maybe like 20 20 minutes do maybe like two rounds 10 minutes and uh stretch out kind of visualize Mm -hmm. breathe um and i mean a lot of guys have been swearing by it. I, I think uh, it definitely. Look, I, uh, I'm that big a proponent of it that, like, I would say get one in your house if you can. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, this place is a fucking sick joint. You've got fighters Might coming in. Might have to get a, I'm uh, telling you, man, a sauna. Get a sauna put in there, like, four or five. Because the other thing, there's like a there's a nice social thing to it. Like, at the academy, it's nice. You know, people, you might end up chatting to someone just about their day or, yeah. you know, chatting about their stuff you wouldn't talk about on the mats. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, like, you're getting that sort of regenerative thing that it Absolutely. does. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I swear by it. And it's funny, like, only since Rogan's got on it have so many other people decided. But yeah. I've been into it for like 15 years. And if you listen to that, have you ever listened to Rhonda Patrick? It's, it's a, yes. It's a, yeah. I mean, she she tells you the actual yep. science behind it. Yeah, She's yeah. Just literally doing good things for you. Yeah, I think it's huge. But what I, you know, that's what I said. And I wonder how much of the UFC guys are the same where they're doing all the best training and pushing their bodies to the red line and then it's not doing that. It's like they're not even considering the other half, which is rest and recovery like sleep is massive have you got any thoughts on that or do you just catch it when you can or do you try to get good sleep no i I try to i try to you know it's uh um i you know i I wake up i wake up early even i I can't i can't sleep okay past eight o'clock yeah you know so if i go to bed late it's not good because yeah. I wake up. I wake up and I'm up, you mm-hmm. know. So I gotta really try to get to bed early and and get a good night's sleep. And I yeah I yeah I think it's it's really just it's everything. You got everything has to be just dialed in. The best the best I feel training wise is like I'll fall asleep almost like the same time every night, yes. you know. And I wake up and I'll see the clock will be like this same, you know. You see 701. You're mm-hmm. waking up at 701, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, that's days. actually like scientifically that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's when yeah. I feel the most dialed in. My meals are mm-hmm. regimented. Yeah. Um my training is is kind of like uh on a good on a similar schedule, you know. That's when that's when it's really and it, it takes like it takes a solid month for you to of of real focus to mm-hmm. really like get that habit down. And then once it becomes a habit, then you're just like cruising, you yeah. know, I think that's, that's, it's like a flow state of life. You're yeah. just, you're just, you're going through the motions and the, and the motions are getting better. You're, you're, you know, keeping a journal of the, the moves you learned. You have a specific time of when you're writing down, um, your daily, daily log, daily journal, goal setting. If you do it, like I, the best is if you're regimented to do it at the end of the week 
you you know how did i progress in my goals this week where can i make little adjustments to to increase it and it's just the the forming of the habit of that is the biggest thing once you're in the habit of it that that's you know it's like anything else you get in the habit of eating good then you're you're good it's just that that first like four weeks of you're you're struggling with yourself to Mm. to do it and focus and that's what I think. That's that's my kind of theory Some on the fucking rock solid advice right there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. it's just that's it. It's like you know, if you get in the habit of of uh, not going out every weekend, it's yep. you know, some people they they're addicted to like going out and getting drunk until five o'clock in the morning Friday Saturday. I've been there, I've, mm-hmm. you know. And is that where Ray Janelle comes out? Yeah, that's that's I definitely haven't met Ray that's, Janelle yet. that's definitely that's definitely a part of it. No, no, I've been I've been. I get and and that's the thing you get in those those uh you know where that's like almost like normal. You well, know, that's like, your oh, routine. It's like, exactly. like you just spoke about how easy it is to get into a you know once you get into a good routine. Lots of people are living lives where they're just in a shit routine and they don't know their buddies are in the same routines and they just all go on this thing and they some people never even realize it. Yeah. Never realize how much a happier or better life they could be leading. No, that's that's like that's the scariest thing to me is like you're you're unconsciously unaware of of the of what you could be doing like no one's bringing it to your attention and that's why i'm so thankful that like the people that i've had around me and i found ray longo i found matt yeah. sarah because if i slip up they're gonna they're gonna I'll let me know in, yeah. in one way or the other but so you know you're just being um conscious of um of what you're capable of and and how to get there it's like some some people can have goals to do something but they just have no there's it's like you look at people some people they come to the gym and they're like i want to be a ufc champion and then you see you're like oh wow he's talking you know they're talking the game Mm -hmm. but then you see how they train and you see how they eat and you're just like oh man this it's too bad because he really thinks he's going to be a ufc champion words aren't enough but but yeah it's just you know so it's yeah it's it's uh it's a crazy thing it's a it's a crazy thing it's uh a constant evolution of life and and just learning and finding that state where you're where you're doing the right things and you obviously you got to go out and have fun and yeah i mean well, it's about then then it's about balance like balance. as important as what we're talking about with the routines i think balance is definitely important but people people screw up with the balance right they think they deserve i think they like i deserve to eat this fucking shit food i deserve to have a case of beer i deserve and it's like well no you don't motherfucker you don't nothing a week yeah you don't deserve to do that you're like you know you've got to earn this if you want to do that and they get that balance wrong no it's and it's it's uh this age seems to be real crazy with like instagram like people they they think they're entitled to go on entitled yeah, yeah it's like it's like oh i'm gonna it's my birthday weekend we're gonna do like mm. a whole it's like all right well, if your goal is to get this done, you can't really do, you know, there's got to be a balance. Like you said, yeah. there's got to be a balance of where you want to go. If you want to have the best birthday parties every year and like go to nice places and stuff, you're going to probably pay for it in another aspect of your life. Unless you can, you got to get like ahead of the game, you know, you get, get ahead of the game to where you're, you're, uh, you know, you're making you got some, some credit. Yeah, you got some credit. You got yeah. some passive. You got some ways to to make some money where you can do these things yeah. without, um, you know, really just just uh, grinding grinding on all gears and surviving. You know. Well, I think it's awesome that you decided to get into real estate because when I heard that, I was like, this is this is perfect. Finally, a fighter that's actually thinking past 
you know, just making money while the UFC's around. And then, and then, so even though, like, you know, we we're talking before, you said you want to focus on fighting now. I mean, that you can always go back to that. Like, and you've already got, you know, you're in the game now, you understand how it works. Like, do you feel like that's something you could see yourself doing, you know, after fighting that you'd be, you know? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that everything has happened is like a blessing. It was probably my lowest point in my life where my knee was jacked up and yeah. I was having trouble with the UFC paying for the surgery. So it kind of forced me to figure out another way mm -hmm. to get some income going. And I got into the real estate thing. And one of my friends was doing this investment uh, investment course uh, where he teaches about investing in real estate. And I didn't know whether I wanted to be a real estate salesperson or whether I wanted to invest. So it kind of like all worked out to where I'm now investing a little bit. I'm still doing the sales, but I'm trying to put it all on the back burner. But I mean, the real estate thing is just such it's you know it's it's such a good thing to have um it's like real estate is always going to be there house is yeah. always going to be like real estate it's something i don't know much about but like the stock market is another mm -hmm. thing like if you learn the stock market i i feel like it's you're you're it, it's something you always going to have you know what i mean there's, and and uh yeah yeah it's it's just a blessing that i was I was able to take the work ethic that I developed wrestling and fighting and bring that over to selling real estate because I don't think there was nobody, no one really, those people, I don't think anyone even saw someone that worked as, as hard as me. You know, when, when it was real estate, it was like, I was like training for world title yeah. UFC. Like I was training for real, to be a, a real estate salesman person. I was setting goals I was doing all this stuff that I was doing for like goal setting. Um, I was going to seminars. I was doing like re going above and beyond because that's really what it takes in anything, you know. So I was I was fortunate to be able to meet the people in in fighting that I met and learn the learn the the formula, and I kind of carried that over to real estate. And so I think that I think once you once you really get something down whatever it is yeah. it's to figure out the formula and you I'm can re recreate yeah. that in anything you do um i think that i think that you know like you take you take a guy like uriah favor and you drop him anywhere in the world and you you tell him he's got to do something he's doing it you know he's a he's a doer he's like that's the that's the um that that's the he knows the formula you know what i mean yeah i fucking love that that's that's spot on and once you you know, success breeds success. Once you know how to generate any one area, there's no reason why you can't apply that to that, that you know, that next thing. Absolutely. Um, what about, uh, we're going to wrap it soon because we've been talking, you're probably sick of talking to me. No, but this no, is this awesome, is, man. Yeah, we're getting so much. Yeah. And the other thing, I want it's people great. to get to know you more than just an interview, just talking about a fight, you know? So Absolutely. it's it's really cool to kind of get to know you more. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, awesome. So you're a purple belt at the moment, right? We're talking yeah. about goal settings. Is a goal to get like is a, I mean, most people that do jujitsu would like to try and get to say black belt eventually. Is that a, something you'd like to try and do eventually, or is jujitsu just a sort of side thing where you know it's that's funny. I had years back when I first like got into jujitsu, my goal was to be a black belt in yep. jujitsu, and I don't know for for some reason the belt. I'm I haven't put the gi on in a while, so I'm not really like I mean. The, the 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 color of the belt to me isn't so yeah. much of a, a thing it's more like I wanna I just want to be the I, I, like no gi um I want to be able to compete with these guys that yeah. are the best in the world mm -hmm. you know um 
And you're at the right spot. That's the yeah. Thing. No, yeah. I've just, I'm surrounded by the the best people to to make it happen. So yeah, definitely the you know the it, that would be a great thing to be like oh, I'm a yeah. black belt in jujitsu. You mm-hmm. know, but I think it'd be more more for me. I'd rather I'd rather be a purple belt that I can tap out all the black belts, and mm-hmm. you know that's more important than I'd rather I'd rather be a, a purple belt tapping out black belts than be a black belt getting tapped by purple yeah. belts if the, you know that's yeah, no, kind of that's, that's that's more my my theory on it but that'd be what an honor when when you get a when you get a black belt it's like it's like a validation of all the hard work yeah. it's a lifetime of work it there's is. people that just never never get there so i think mm-hmm. that that that's definitely uh you know it, it, it it'll come one day and yeah. i mean it, it's a lifetime you just is like a, especially with the gion it's a lifetime sport, so mm. if if it if it ever comes to it where I'm not fighting anymore, I'll always I think that'll probably be something that is uh, like kind of full. I'll sell real estate and I'll do gi jiu jitsu. Gi jiu jitsu, don't do that. <laughs> I don't like talking to people who do gi jiu jitsu. Oh, you don't do you don't mess around the gi, huh? So I uh, we have fundamental classes. They're in the gi. I uh-huh. teach one of those a week. All my intermediate and advanced basically now are no gi. Okay, it's the direction that I enjoy going. So I got my black belt in the gi, but but I. I barely put the gi on anymore. Kids classes, beginners, I think they should wear it. Yeah. I think after that, if you want to, if you want to do no gi or mixed martial arts, you shouldn't have a gi on. I just think that it's that simple. You know. It seems like that's the way jujitsu is kind of going. Is, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's splitting. It's split now into two, nearly two, nearly two arts. Yeah. No gi and gi jujitsu. Well, and and the it seems like the no gi is really the really gaining popularity oh, yeah. is, is in the jujitsu world. It's almost like its own sport. Mm-hmm. Um. It's with, exciting. With all the new, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the new, uh, the new guards there. You, every, yeah. everyone's using, and the the leg lock game that's really come out of nowhere now that everybody's, uh, you know, searching for that little edge. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's it's fun to see how the the sports evolving. And I remember in uh, you know when I first started going to Sarah's and 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 doing jujitsu, they're the best guys. You'd always they were only wearing the gi. The best the mm-hmm. black the best black belts were always like in the gi and I'd I'd have to be like, All right, can we like I wanna go with some good guys, no gi. It would be almost like uh, kinda like annoying, like, all right, you're good, but I need to go with good guys in the no gi because I'm go I'm not fighting in a gi, so mm-hmm. you know? And now it's totally switched where you don't really I don't really I mean maybe I'm just that that's the time I'm going to the gym, but I feel like they they they're more no gi and they're really you know we're, we're going away if, or when we were in uh, when we were in Melbourne for the fight it was mm. the, the ADCC was yeah. on we were watching it's it was massive. The, the no gi no I don't think I don't know is it, is, are people watching the gi I don't know nah look yeah. well it's two different schools I shouldn't say no uh, gi grappling it's still got a market people are people are doing it some yeah. some academies and some affiliations that's their niche so they they kind of won't go away from it because that's their thing. Um, but Nogi is becoming, it's becoming, it's so much fun. It's more free flowing. It's, it's a different beast. Like you said, it's a different thing. And I mean, you've got the best Nogi guys. I mean, you've got good gi guys, obviously, but for what you're doing, you've got the best Nogi guys right at your fingertips. So yeah. it's, and we're going to go do it in a few minutes. We're actually going to be late for class. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Jason Rao. We're going to miss, sorry, we're going to be those guys that rock up after oh, the, wa- after the warm up and technique, <laughs> you know, the dudes are just cruising for the yeah. role. We're going to be those fucking We don't ourselves. like being them, but you know what? We're going to be when those it's, dudes. Sometimes it's got to be done. Look, I'd talk to you all night, Albert. We'll, we'll, we'll count it there, man. Thank you so much Dude, for talking to me today. Oh, this is awesome. All the people are going to love uh, listening Shout to you. out to the Australian people. I love the Australian people. I'll, I'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Catch ya.